Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast family at JitteryMonkey.com, and of course, uh, an SB Nation Podcast Network member. My name is Greg Mahochko, and I'm flanked by a, an overexcited and way too awake John Dam Johnston, and on the other side, a little less enthused, kind of half asleep, Hoss Reuter. Uh, John, how are you, sir? Oh, great. Okay. I am. You know what? We're doing this later than ever, and I feel wonderful, and I don't feel stressed out, or my headache isn't too bad. And I, You know what I did? I just a little bit ago when Haas answered his phone, I sucked all the energy right out of me. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's... you really did. You're an energy vampire. You're I am. Me in Sean Eichhorst's world. Oh. <laughs> Two, no, you take that back, sir. We don't, we don't, uh, I, <laughs> we don't abuse. I can't. Uh, it's sad. It's out there on the air. Uh, <laughs> so as you can tell, uh, just by listening, folks, uh, Haas is joining us via phone because the internet in Gretna, Nebraska has taken a dump, uh, right on his. But yeah, thanks, uh, Century Link. Yeah, his, his domicile. Uh, the bill's paid. The bill's paid, but the internet's not on, which means prorated. Uh, but also in, in Haas's voice, you can really get a sense of exhaustion is the word. And it's a, it, it's, uh, it, it's an inflection. It's a tone that I'm very familiar with in my house. Um, we're not going to dwell on that. We're just going to say, uh, no, and, and, and that's, it's, it's all, you know, because we've talked about it last week. We talked about how my wife, uh, is, you know, has ne- actually next weekend uh, we go up towards Chicago uh, for her graduation ceremony for her master's. Uh, but she's been exhausted for four and a half years with this and throwing a, you know, an infant, uh, you know, a few years ago is now a toddler. So she didn't get much uh, sleep in the last four and a half years. And, and it's her turn now, damn it. Um, so here I am. And we're, we're, our goal this episode is to keep the train on the tracks. Let's begin. We're going to start. I came across a few things on Twitter uh, this week that uh, impacted Nebraska quite a bit. And I'm going to start with uh, a tweet from Big Ten underscore CFB Hype. It is a feeder account to at CFB underscore Hype or College Football Hype. All content is Big Ten football related for this one. They live for Saturdays in the fall, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they put a tweet out, and it was uh, July the 8th, so Monday, Monday afternoon, and it was their ranking of the best Big Ten fan bases. I don't give a crap about the bottom half of uh, the ranking uh, in no particular order. Yeah, I was going to say in no particular order and then give them in order, but at number seven is Iowa, number six is Michigan State, five is Wisconsin, four is Penn State, three Michigan, two Ohio State, and number one, the greatest fans in college football, 
our very own Nebraska fans. Uh, this, as you would imagine, especially being one of the newer teams in the Big Ten, drew a lot of ire uh, from uh, you know a lot of uh, Twitter, the the Twitter community. Um, a lot of people looked at this as I see number one, and I don't have to look any further. And a lot of that was in agreement, and you know that that opposing view of. Nebraska number one. Well, this list is trash. Who cares what two through fourteen is? Um, but it, it's it's a conversation piece. We don't, we're not going to sit here and, and I guess debate necessarily. You know the the rankings. But what are your take? And John, we'll start with you on at least this outside, you know, perspective of Nebraska being the best uh, fan base in the Big Ten. Well, who's going to argue with it? I mean, Ohio State, and Michigan, and Penn State. Well, and yeah, that, and that is, you know, you, you, I tell you what, you could argue with it because I think that uh, there's a lot of great stadiums and there's a lot of great crowds. I mean, the, the whole whiteout thing that Penn State does when it's nighttime and there's, what is it, 110,000 people in the stands? That's pretty cool. You know, and uh, I know a lot of people say they don't like Wisconsin, but I've enjoyed going to Madison a couple of times I have, and I think that their fan base, especially their student section, as obnoxious and as horrible as they are, is a lot of fun, and I do not find them offensive whatsoever. You try to jump around for as long as that damn song goes on, and we'll see what happens to your ass. And then uh, who else is there? I want to go. I want to go. I mean, (laughs) here's a statement I have to make. Before I die again, I want to go to Michigan and be on the, you know, shoot there and go to the big house. And I also want to do the same as at Columbus. Photograph. Uh, he, he means photograph everybody. He is, yes. to our knowledge, John Dam Johnston is not on any no fly list. He, he does mean photograph uh, collegiate athletic competitions. Uh, I am curious as to who was last. Northwestern. Wow. Okay. I I probably would have picked them last. Yeah. They just don't seem to. You know, they don't care. He, and and I'll I'll tell you what. They have now since you asked in in ascending order, I guess it's Northwestern, Indiana, Purdue, Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers, Minnesota. Minnesota being number eight, and being you know with the exception of the time I spent in Nebraska and five months in Southeast Missouri, I'm a lifelong Illinois resident. Nobody cares about Illinois football. Illinois basketball was hot when they were hot, you know, back in, you know, the early 2000s. But because of, like, as far as, you know, baseball, the state is split. You know, the northern half is the Cubs. southern half, by and large, are St. Louis Cardinals fans. And you have that one little section around uh, Chicago that are White Sox fans. Nobody ever hears about them. But you've got the Blackhawks, you've got the Bears, you've got the Bulls. Uh, so like there, there are a lot of shows in town, so to speak. And, and I've just never, Illinois should be a sleeping giant though. When you get right down to it, are you, because I've all, said this on the podcast multiple times, but they should be a sleeping giant in college football. They should, I mean, they should be, they, they are honestly, they're right smack dab between a couple of really solid recruiting uh, areas and they're not far yeah. away from Ohio and Ohio has you know been uh, growing in its in its talent but for whatever reason 
I don't know if it's just a lack of on-field production. They had some success in, in the Ron Zook years. I know they you know beat Ohio State when Ohio State was uh, really highly ranked. I think they went and won the Rose Bowl, but even, lost the USC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they lost the Rose Bowl, yeah, but they I, got there. They got there. I mean, that's half the battle. You, you, you know, um, but you, you ask anybody and. and I, again, because I don't care, I don't go like, "Hey, tell me your favorite Illinois football memory." Again, it's not, you know, but that, nobody wants to like just sit down and talk Illinois football. Okay, so, <laughs> I mean they're they're more. You've given them more time than they give themselves. You know, you're you're probably not wrong in, in that. In all no. honesty, good um, job, Greg. Thank you, and you're welcome, Illinois, as a native son. Fuck off. Um, hey, you and Dan Fogelberg. Ooh, there you go. I'm sure other famous people as well. Uh, so our next uh, list comes from, it's a college football 2019 preseason top 25. And I think they tagged, I, I don't know, I, I didn't. I don't have this one pulled up. I just have a I screenshot. I think I just heard the Kool-Aid man come, you know, crashing through the wall when you brought up this poll. Yeah, this one's uh, this one's tough to read because it's not where I want to see Nebraska after back to back four and eight seasons uh, be listed in the preseason. <laughs> but they have uh, you know the the top four: Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, and Georgia. Uh, you've got Texas A and M, Michigan after that, and then in the number seven spot is Texas. Number nine spot is LSU, and ten spot is Florida. So you got a lot of your southern teams in Michigan, and at number eight. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. This one seems completely out of left field. You know, I could make a case for it if we had even gone like seven and five last year. What about six you and know, six? Going could seven you? And, eh, six and six, five hundred records a little bit. Just the optics of that are a little bit hard to justify. And there's not much of a difference with seven and five. Correct. But if we would have finished seven and five on a tear, you know, let's say we're two and five heading into that, you know, like Ohio State game. Yeah. Which we almost won, by the way. Cookman game. If it would have been that way, I could totally see it. Like, we went on a tear, finished the year 5-0, which were bold, won the bowl game. It's like eight and five. Totally see it. But back-to-back four and eight seasons, that's a little bit hard to wrap my mind around. Phil Steele has us at, like, the 14th or 15th. In his preseason poll, I think so. And uh, yeah, and and Phil Steele's a good guy, and he's been doing this for a long time. Um, Which I mean, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to him, but some uh, some rando. Okay, Twitter. You got to understand why people do this to get. It's all for clicks. No, it isn't. It is not. Not that's one reason. I want. Okay, I won't say it isn't that. But that's John, by not the, way, the only your, reason. Your voice sounds entirely different on the phone. Does it sound like I'm trying to sell you cars? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're trying to sell me like a 96 Geo Prism. <laughs> okay, here's what you do when you're this guy that made this prediction. Uh, eight months from now and nine months from now, everybody's going to forget about that guy that made that Twitter thing. But that guy, if Nebraska happens to get get up to like number eight and they happen to like I don't know win the Big Ten West and they happen to be a top ten ranked team, that guy can tell everybody he made that prediction. And this is how Nostradamus. 
Right. It, this is how Phil Steele actually works. Okay. When you pick up Phil Steele, and I like Phil Steele, and I'm not, I'm not bashing him, but I want you to understand how he works. On the front of his magazine, it says the most accurate magazine over the last 21 years. Okay. How you do this is this is you make a crap load of predictions. Yes, for sir. example, for example, when we look in Phil Steele's magazine, Phil Steele just does he doesn't have just like two all conference teams for the big conference. He has four. So in the following years he can say, well I picked this guy that came out of nowhere on one of my all conference teams. He didn't have to say he has four all conference teams. He's you know um, what I mean? You set up the predictions were- and you, this is how you get self-promotion over time to get people to did understand. To the, did he go to the Richard Nixon School of Carpet Bombing? But that'd work. Although that's kind of a wow. That's <laughs> a, that fell flat there for a second. That's a, it kind that's of a did, deep but, cut. You know, I was thinking Richard Nixon School of Carpet Bombing. That's not normally what I would associate with Dick, Tricky Dick, but you know, whatever. Depends, well, what, depends what he's bombing on the car. Need to be litigated, relitigated publicly. By the way, uh, Phil Steele has the Huskers. Uh, you know, preseason rank is 19. Says as for Nebraska, the Huskers should be a Big Ten contender if Adrian Martinez stays healthy at quarterback and the defense rebounds. Well, no shit, which was a leading cause of an 06 start last fall. Uh, quote, Nebraska is my number one most improved team in the country and are capable of a big turnaround, Steele writes in this summer's magazine. So he has them at 19. This is a pretty far cry from eight uh, that, that this Yahoo on Twitter uh, subjected us to. But I do I do take a little bit of joy in the fact that he had us uh, ahead of, you know, like Ohio it State. It shows that we're still, we still have that blue blood brand name. Mm-hmm. You know, it counts for something. It's just pump the brakes there, pal. Not I don't know. If the, you know, what the Big Ten West is a mess. Think if Madrian Martinez does stay I, healthy and the defense does come around, well. Yeah, I don't think the Big Ten West, I don't think it's so much that the Big Ten West is a mess so much as it is I think we can hang with, not only hang with, but also beat. The, you know, everyone in the Big Ten West. I mean, there's a lot of good coaches and players in this division anymore. Brom, Fleck, Chris is, I mean, the guy won a, has won two New Year's Six Bowl games as head coach. Um, I guess you throw in Kirk Ferentz. Oof. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this division is not the, not the cream puff that it was three or four years ago. You know, there's another perspective on this. Right. Last year we were zero and six before we won a game. The worst, the worst season in Nebraska football history. In history, we weren't that bad as a team, but that was our record. What if all mm-hmm. the crap that happened to us last year was like some kind of karma bank, and we get to like reap that bank and all that interest we got for going zero and six, and we get to reap that this year? That that's, right? oh lord. I'll tell you what though. Gosh. That, that is, karma bank would be uh, the karma bank that would we would be falling into from that field goal against Iowa last year that we got beat on. That would be worth it alone. Yeah, yeah. So it could happen. We could be eighth. We could. Well, I mean that 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 usually does. You usually do see 
things swing the other direction year to year when you have a team that has that bad of luck. I think Paul even touched upon that in an analytics article at one time. Regression to the mean. That's the mathematical math nerd term for it. No offense, Paul. Um, I don't think he might. He'd probably be honored. And he should be because math is hard, damn it. Fact. Ain't, Ain't good at that stuff. It, uh, but, but yeah, you see it change year to year, and we're gonna. The O line's gonna be better, quarterback. And if you have a quarterback, if you have a you know elite talent at quarterback, that can mask a whole lot of deficiencies, not only on offense but really in your entire team. Because if you have an elite playmaker at the quarterback position, you know you're scoring drive after drive. Scoring, and, you know, yeah. Maybe things happen. Scoring. And, Honestly, we might just have to try to outscore some people this year. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you win games. That um, Purdue game might be sixty-three to sixty-two. As long as Nebraska's both, both on the up. schools would be thrown out of the Big Ten. Eric Chenander probably ran out of Nebraska <laughs> on a rail, despite a sixty-three to sixty-two win. So I want to. I want to. Go back to what you mentioned there a few minutes ago, uh, and that's the the Karma Bank. The, the Karma Bank, I feel like, is what helped Nebraska Mike Riley's second year compared to his first. I was just thinking that as well. Was I wasn't. Actually? I've erased all that <laughs> shit. You're bringing it up. But by the I way. Wish, you know what I wish I could erase? I wish I could erase losing to Wisconsin in overtime in 2016. Almost three years later, that shit still hurts. If you need banking services, we highly recommend the Bank of Newman Grove. Check them out or, in Newman Grove, Nebraska. I thought you were going to pitch our uh, new our new Karma Banking Investment Services. No, no, no. Johnston, Haas, Hooch, and Johnston. People do not want financial advice from me. Um, neither do. Yeah, just go ahead and get into student loan debt. That's my advice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about South Alabama. As we all know, there ain't a whole hell of a lot to talk about. Uh, and then a little fun thing to send us on our way. Uh, we're going to talk since it's uh, been blazing hot. Maybe some uh, delicious summer treats that uh, you enjoy uh, to, to cool you down, that you find refreshment in. That's coming up when we come back uh, to the Five Heart Podcast here on the SB Nation Podcast Network. See, I've got enough energy for both of you. I, I'm doing Actually, okay. John, Shut up. Like I, I've kind of absorbed some of your energy. See, and I'm. It's like it's like love, Haas. It gets bigger the more I give away. That's some good. That's that some good. Tell the missus. Here, here, here's the thing. That's <laughs> that's you know, Haas took it one way. I was going the biblical way, man. <laughs> I was I was like, you know what? You understand love. Uh, the more you give love. So, uh, welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. <laughs> Don't mind us. We're talking about love in the Bible and uh, Blue Chew. And those three things probably don't need to go together. Um, well, love and blue shoes. No. Not, not the, anyway, moving on. Uh, so Nebraska opens up its season. diagram. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very narrow window. Uh, Nebraska opens up its season, uh, sometime in August. I know the date. Uh, you also know the date, and uh, Haas is going to tell us the date because he's August thirty first, eleven a.m. And against Wait, uh, is that fall camp or season opener that you were asking me about? <laughs> no, no, season opener. You're right, August thirty first. Oh, 
Yeah, I thought for after I said it, I was like, oh shit, yes for fall camp. No, no, we're good. Uh, so the Jaguars of South Alabama come back to town, and let me tell you something. I feel a, a lot better about going into this matchup uh, than I did the last time these two teams met back in uh, 2015. Of course, this was uh, the week after that uh, uh, Hail Mary loss to BYU. We all know where we were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but it, so I was I was pretty much freshly dead. Yeah, but I'm actually sitting in the same room that I watched that game in right now. I'm not. I I'm recording in my studio, and I was. I literally recall zero about this game when you're talking about nothing. Well, well, John, we got out to a 14 nothing lead, but to go up 14 nothing, Tommy Armstrong threw a touchdown pass off his back foot. And I turned to everyone I was watching the game with and said, that's the worst thing that could happen because he's going to think he can get away with shitty mechanics from here on out. And what happened, oh, Hoss? And then he, no. So Damn, that's, that's just my Nostradamus prediction. Some people put us at number eight in the Twitter <laughs> poll. I look at quarterback mechanics, you know, different strokes for different folks. By the way, if you want to get a really... Uh, awesome in-depth look at the South Alabama Jaguars. We encourage you to go to Coronation, do what I did, type South Alabama into the search bar, and uh, by now it's probably the second uh, topic, but at the time I we're recording this, it was the first one, but it's a little preview put together by Husker Mike back in the middle of June. So, I mean, let's face it, uh, they're on a second-year coach uh, as well, and South Alabama went 3-9 and nine last year, so hey, worse than Nebraska. Who's the um, coach now? Joey Jones. What? Is it? Yeah, I thought I'm it was thought he was there back in twenty. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Steve Campbell. Steve I, Campbell. I, I, yeah. Okay, I'm having a problem with dyslexia lately, and apparently it's not just affecting like numbers in a row, like dollars and cents, but uh, words and entire sentences. Name. Get off my shit. Steve Campbell in chronological is chronological order. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Uh, so anyway, Steve Campbell. Uh, at, Steve Campbell is like the stock photo name of a college football coach. Well, I mean, you know, he's doing the best he can, I suppose. Oh, I don't <laughs> even know where he came from. Uh, why would you ask that question when nobody's... We don't know either. He came from hell. Wow. I, if I don't know, you guys definitely don't know. No No, offense. no. No, and I'm... You know what? Uh, I, I don't really give a shit. So... South Alabama only has 10 starters. Oh, that's my mindset from now. Oh, my God. Here it is. Mississippi Mississippi Gulf College. Easy for you to say. He came from a, was a FCS? Or they do, what? Mississippi Gulf College with 115 week consecutive weeks being ranked and twice being named coach of the year. Now, I would assume Mississippi Gulf College is like a Division II school. I'm on it. South Alabama scraping the because they're not the they're not of the molasses jar, eh? Well, I mean, it's South Alabama, you know, and they they're in the Sun Belt. I'm sure that they're not able to pay some guy. Is it, is it Mississippi Gulf Coast College? Miss no, Miss did. This is out of Phil Steele, where we get all of our information. Everybody does Mississippi Gulf College. Do they teach golf there? 
It doesn't even. Here's the thing that doesn't even show up in Google. Like the best, you, closest you get is Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Well, it could be a community college. They hired a JUCO. Oh man, this gets better and better. I mean, props. Like I'm really happy for the guy. Hold Genuinely, on. but now I'm. I'm, I'm I never going. thought I'd see the day that a JUCO coach made that big of a jump. Okay, well, it's. I, I think it might be a little obvious from how he's coached the South Alabama Jaguars. Right, because last year he took a bunch of passing people and tried to make them run the ball, apparently, and they failed miserably. His his second year there, and uh, let's, last year they, they were three and nine. Let, let's do this. Uh, Steve Campbell, he started his career in the late 80s as a grad uh, assistant at Auburn, uh, was O-line coach at Delta State in the early 90s, was an offensive quarter at Nichols State in the mid-90s, uh, running backs coach at Southwest Mississippi Junior College in the, you know, in 96 and was the head coach there in 97, 98. Uh, went back to Delta State and was the head coach there from 99 to 2001. Uh, in 2003, he was the O-line coach at, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, he did spend a good chunk of time, 04 to 2013 at Mississippi Gulf Coast Junior College, but from 2014 to 2017, he was at Central Arkansas. And now he's in South Alabama. Oh, okay. okay so at least it's a four-year school that he made the jump from. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they they suck. Okay. That's pretty well, I nice. Mean, like, there, I don't really have much to say about South Alabama, with the exception of if a Mike Riley coach Nebraska football team can rush for 250 yards on South Alabama, just about anyone can. Well, here, oh, that is true. Here's a, a Husker connection at South Alabama. Uh, redshirt freshman Tyrone uh, Leggetti? Leggetti? Leggett. Leggett. Oh, Tyrone Leggett, yeah. I, you got to remember when when, uh, when Tyrone Leggett Sr. played for the Huskers, I was not even 10 yet. So. Oh, okay. So the, his son bro. plays at South Alabama. Yeah. Oh, okay. In, in the secondary, just like Pops. Right. Tyrone Leggett, yeah. And he's a redshirt so freshman. So do, do you gents want to throw out a score prediction for Nebraska-South Alabama? Not until the week of. You know that. <sighs> I, I'm just going to throw out the Ryan Tweedy special, 69-3. to three. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping, I was going to say this. I, with the way that the weather has been in Nebraska this year, you just hope that this game gets played or that they have some kind of contingency plan so that if it's really Mm-mm. horrifying that Mercerud my room. So what are you having a stroke? No, I mean they had nine point five inches of hail or rain in like Elwood, Nebraska, which is not too far from where I grew up. I mean, it's pretty horrible all over again in some parts of Nebraska. I yeah, just want to know. Is a mess right now. Yeah, and I get what you're saying though about contingency plans, or hopefully the game's played. Because I was just saying the other day to somebody, last year's Akron game, that's for that for a game that wasn't even played. That's one of the more painful memories as a Husker football fan. Mm-hmm. You wait that many days and just to be you know cock blocked at the very end of it. it. It's one of the. It's it's one of those. You know, like uh, that your parents say to kids, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. And that's what it was. It was, it was a big letdown. Oh, I was mad as hell. 
here, here's the thing. And, and anybody who uh, follows coordination and, and Mike's been doing these previews for a long time and they're really in depth, really fantastic. And I really encourage you to go uh, and check it out. You, the listener, but he puts a poll up at the end, you know, like what's your prediction? Not, not a score, but what's your prediction when South Alabama returns to Lincoln? 51% said carnage. The Huskers score early and often. I like those people. I'm even all right with the 43% that say the Huskers win comfortably, though the score doesn't get out of hand as Nebraska plays a lot of backups. Hey, you know, let's get those second and third string guys some real game time action. 4%, 31 people said in an ugly game, Nebraska plays down to the competition. But who are the 23 fuck sticks that we got to smack around that says major upset USA or University of South Alabama shocks the college football world. Who are you, and why Probably do you? Those, have fun? those Probably are the Steve Iowa people. Campbell. They're, they, no, they're <laughs> Steve Campbell. Steve Campbell family. <laughs> I was thinking they're the Iowa fans that come over and frequent our site. Oh yeah, the ones who have nothing better to do and just further really perpetuate the reality that they hate us more than they love themselves. <laughs> yes, those guys. Every Iowa fan in Omaha you just described. Textbook case uh, of self-loather. I mean, Iowa fans could be a psychiatric case study in self-loathing. You know what we'd have to do, though, then, is we'd have to put up with Iowa fans long enough to hear their side of the story. And you know what? There are only a couple of Iowa fans that I have to put up with, and that's because they're family, and I love them, but we don't talk football. Uh, it's Haas. Yes. I, I, I do, Greg brought up something. I mean, are we going to play a lot of backups? I mean, let's, let's say, be honest. This is a bad team. They're predicted again by Phil Steele, our guy, uh, to be the worst in the Sun Belt West. Uh, mm-hmm. it's not a good team. Let's say we're up, I don't know, 38 to nothing at halftime. Do you play? a bunch of second stringers or do you still keep your guys in there to go, Hey, it's the beginning of the season. We got to get a tune up going. I'd probably keep them in for at least a couple more series to get the tune up going and just be firing all cylinders heading into Boulder the next week. I was going to say that that, that's, you know, and I was going to piggyback off of John's question, uh, you know, in, more to you, but you know, just for conversation, is where is that balance? Like, where do you find that balance? If it is a, a, a lopsided, you know, a blowout affair, when do you say when we hit fifty? Okay, I mean, but what if it's fifty to forty-two because our defense didn't oh. show up like they're supposed to? Now you're being a smartass. Well, e- <laughs> well, either Eric Shenander really is not a good DC, or Steve Campbell is legit. And he won't be in South Alabama long after that three and nine season last year. Boy, howdy! Can we get like? Can we try to get Steve Campbell on the show now? Um, sure we could. Do you think he'd actually take time to? I mean, he's probably looking for any opportunity to talk about his squad, right? Maybe, probably. I mean, like I don't know. Just we went through this guy's work history. I feel like he's like <laughs> a folk hero to the show now. I tell you what, he's no. Old Mel Tucker, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Old Mel Tucker, oh Lord, he's uh, no Bill Brasky either. <laughs> Let's see if Old uh, Steve Campbell. Oh, oh, he does. He does have a Twitter. Let me. I'll say this: the most difficult thing I found when I was in terrestrial radio was trying to get opposing coaches like to sit down for an interview, like a, a pregame interview, you know, or uh, uh, you know things like that. It, it was. 
it was tough. They didn't always necessarily want to talk. But let me tell you, old Steve Campbell, he only has, uh, oh, he's got a lot of followers, a lot more than me, 12,700 followers. Um, he, he might be Boy, a little about too. to have 12,703 by the time this <laughs> recording gets up over. I, I really do. I really do want to send him a tweet and say, Hey, uh, we're a Husker podcast. You want to come on and talk some ball with us? A little, uh, little preview of, uh, you know, before, and it, you got to do it now, right? Don't, I mean, you, you can't do it after fall camp begins. You, you got to. Yeah. You, you well, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm guessing that this is even a bad time. You think we get PJ Fleck on in October? God. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure, we could do that. I'll drive to his house in the, tonight yet. PJ, I would have thought that you just had to step out to the corner liquor store. I would have figured he was one of the winos out there. Wow. He's way too up. He's more of a meth guy. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm going to keep his Twitter page open just in the event that I, uh, I get a wild hair this weekend and send him a, send him a tweet just, uh, just for grins. Cause I think it could be a hell of a, it could be a hell of a damn yeah. episode. And you never know. I mean, they might be so impressed by it. They swing by and pick you up and. Belleville, Illinois, you know, on their way up to Lincoln. I'd be all right with that. You never know where I'll be at the end of August. By gosh, I might be in a whole different career. There you go. So, Okay, what's next, Greg? If, that, if that's a good thing, I'll say Lord willing for you. I, hope have, have we, I think we've covered the South Alabama Jaguars. Yeah, next week. Stay Old tuned. Tucker. Yeah, next week we're, we're covering the University of Colorado Jag-Offs. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so, as I mentioned, it's been blazing hot, and I've noticed it more this week than in the past because my job has me in the heat. And, and look, there are a lot of jobs, a lot of careers, a lot of hardworking men and women out there who put up with worse conditions than me. So I get it. I'm, believe me, I'm not asking for sympathy or pity or anything like that. But I have a dish that uh, I got the recipe from my mom. She used to make it, you know, like once or twice a summer, you know, all the time growing up and i'll never forget the bowl that she put it in is like a green plastic tupperware anyway so the the I, i'll get to the dish in a minute but the topic that i uh threw to you guys was like a, a summertime just like cold or cool refreshing that's uh, not what you said what did you yeah. said a side dish <laughs> well it's a side dish or dessert <laughs> Can, okay, continue on. It's a it's a cool, John, refreshing side dish airing. dessert. Okay, whatever. All right, so I'm just, just gonna I'll I'll, I'll set going. I'll set the pace. And by the way, if you like what I'm about to say, I'm gonna drop the recipe in the post in the writer for this, so you can try it yourself. Do it in the comments. Okay. Make it make people comment. Make on people put comment. it in the comments. All right, yeah, even better. Um, so I I got the recipe just actually just uh about a month, month and a half ago uh, from my mom so that I can make it because I always loved it as a kid. It's frozen fruit salad. Oh, okay. That, that, sounds, that sounds sounds healthy and, and refreshing. Well, let me let me tell you about the healthy part of it. Uh, you start by... Does it have rum in it? No. I mean, I'm sure it could, but this particular version, you know, because I had it as a child, does not have rum. Uh, but I, I bet rum would be really good if you if you like rum. 
Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a liquor person myself. Um, uh, I like my beer and beer would not go well, but as, as far as health, you take like three cups of water and a cup and a half or, or something like that of sugar. And you, you know, you, you, you blend it together, you know, you dissolve the sugar, but it's, uh, like a, one of those orange juice cans from, you know, from concentrate, the frozen ones, you thaw that, you, you pour it in there. Then you just get like uh crushed pineapple, like a can of crushed pineapple. You put it in there, you drain a can of mandarin oranges and you put the, the oranges in there. Then you get like, f- go to the frozen food section and you get like frozen strice, uh, sliced strawberries, which is pretty much all we had as a kid, but I've branched out as an adult, uh, and I, you know, like blackberries and raspberries and things like that. So I get the frozen varieties of those and I put them on and then you just mix it up, you know, blend it up real or uh, not blend, but stir it up real good. Make sure that uh, all the fruit gets well mixed and you don't have, you know, like layers, I guess. And you put it in the freezer like overnight. Now here's the best part, guys, everybody listening at home. Okay. Before you go to eat it, you take it out of the freezer like an hour, hour and a half before. So it gets, you know, a little slushy. Obviously it makes it, you know, scooping it out of the bowl even easier. Uh, and then you, it's, it's kind of slushy. It's, 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 oh, it's amazing. It's so refreshing. I'm where's more, the part, where's the part where you put Everclear in it? We, again, I had this as a child. There was no booze in it, John. Jungle juice. Well, you could, you've tried it since then, right? Yeah. You like just I said, make I, a big old bowl of it, uh, put some Everclear in there, tell the neighbors come and have some and then just go. Wee! Yeah. But we, we just established that I don't drink hard liquor. It's not really hard liquor. It's in the just you know what I mean? Right. It's ever clear. Oh, just yeah, it's, it's like water. <laughs> it's like fire water. It's not really alcohol. I don't think you can kinda. actually I don't think you can use the phrase fire water. Uh that might be why, insensitive. Why? To never mind. Well, I think you know what, if you put Everclear in your mouth and you have a lighter in front right, of your face guys, and you go it will train on the track. Hoss is it a, would, it we're losing hoss. John, we're losing Hoss. We need to. We 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 need you guys as a refreshing uh, treats because oh, yeah. Hoss is about to fall asleep. Uh, Hoss, do you have uh, a summer? Actually, summertime? get there for a minute. <sighs> oh, thanks. <laughs> you know what? Do you have a Do you have a refreshing treat, Hoss? Uh, yeah, uh, Mississippi mud pie. All right, talk talk me through it. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what's in it. I just eat it. That family get together, so when I see it, I eat it. It's got like uh, the normal pie crust, not like the graham cracker crust, but the normal flaky pie crust as a bottom. Mm -hmm. And then it's just got various levels of chocolate and different kinds of chocolate. You put a little whipped cream on top of it, throw it in the fridge for a while, and it's a dish best served cold, much like Revenge on Iowa. Do you eat it out of a bowl? Oh, you, you cut it into a square and put it on a plate. Oh. Do you pour yeah. Baileys on top of it? <laughs> I think you John just what? wants That's to get drunk tonight. You're right there. I might have to try that next time. I know what alcohol goes with every food on the planet. I'll tell you that right now. And if I know the food, I know the alcohol. Anyway. All right, uh, what, what goes with pickled herring? Oh, my God. Better life what, choices. No, Aquavit. What? Aquavit. I think that's the I name of it. Aquavelva. No, 
Aquavit, I believe it is. It's a. Oh, yep. It is a, one of the drinks. I think I want to say Norway. It's a popular drink in Norway. Aquavit. It has like a peach flavor, and there you go. You know, pickled herring isn't that bad. It's actually pretty good. Okay, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a tasty summer treat. That pickled herring there. Yeah, and actually refreshing. A, neut- mm-hmm. a neutral dis- uh, spirit distilled from grain or potato, Aquavit is most commonly flavored with caraway as its dominant spice. Styles of Aquavit vary and often include a range of other spices as well, such as dill, fennel, coriander, citrus, and anise. Wow, I wasn't even close you, then. You used the name off the three wise men. <laughs> <laughs> and myrrh. A little frankincense in there as well. Uh, by the way, Aquavit is also New York's premier Nordic restaurant located in the heart of Manhattan. Oh, well, we'll all have to go there if we play in the pinstripe ball. Ooh. Yeah. I can only yeah. imagine what that would cost. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we go, right there to that Nordic restaurant. They're new. Yeah, John's buying. Aquavit is coming soon. They're giving it a facelift, and they'll reopen after Labor Day. I was oh, really hoping. Just in time. Right? I was really hoping to go there and see a menu, but I guess uh, Aquavit.org does not uh, uh, offer that. You know, that. That's the problem with those big city you know, establishments, they really want you to get out of the house. I really want to be able to see what the menu looks like before I leave the house, see if there's anything that's so, on the menu that I like. Since it's a Norwegian restaurant, do you think all their waitresses are like tall, blonde, athletic women? They better be. Yeah, I would, Lord willing. With some that Hel- would be Lord the Swedes. That would be the Swedes. With some Helgas and some Northern Olgas? European country, really. Oh, well, that's true. Okay. By the way, uh, just here we're going with the stereotypes all over the place. Just for fun, I googled, yeah, okay. I did a Google image search of Norway women, and it's a lot of uh, yeah. soccer players, but Figures. also a lot of blondes. So, look, I'm right again. And they have very unique traditional garb. And there's okay. one of them. There's one, also a picture of one who can uh, lift uh, a rock. Uh, that's uh, she, she probably just outlift Hoss is what I'm saying. It's like sounds, a, this, sounds like the mother to my future kids. Uh, her name is uh, Lifia Ingalls. If you're interested, I'll send you the picture. Is she attr- is she attractive at least? Hard to say because she's honestly she's lifting a stone. Yeah, she's probably <laughs> got a wider set of shoulders than I do. Might be a no for me, dog. All right. Well, I'm I'm dropping it into the Slack for you. I don't know if you can see that while right. st- uh, while you are uh, on the call with us here. Uh, John will be able to see it. He'll yeah. we'll, we'll be able to get his input. Lifa Ingalls. All right. Well, she looks like uh, she could beat the hell out of all three of us at one time. She's wearing a kilt. Wow. She's wearing a kilt with a uh, a weightlifting belt. Hoss, if that does anything for you. She's not carrying a rock. Okay, listen. I don't even wear a lifting belt. She's carrying a boulder the size of a, uh, probably nearly the size of an offensive lineman's torso. Okay, maybe half a torso. It's literally, it's enormous. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I'm just... I'm just saying it. it I, you you said a rock. <laughs> I didn't mean it was like you know a pebble. I'm carrying a rock. It's a freaking boulder she's carrying. All right, it's a boulder. I apologize. Right. Um, just for fun. Never mind. 
Um, I think that's that's going to do it. I think we we've got all of our refreshing. You didn't out. get to my refreshing oh, treat. Well, I'm sorry. I thought it just involved alcohol. Oh well, maybe. <laughs> well, let's hear Jungle it, John. Juice. I don't really. I I you know I okay fine. It's a a Buster Bar from Dairy Queen. Ooh, there you go. That's a solid pick. See, here's the thing. I, I was watching TV last night. My youngest son has been home all week, and we watched this Netflix thing on some British baking contest. Love that show. And they, were, they were making desserts out of caramel. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, and I said, I might have made four desserts in my entire lifetime. And he, I think he meant, thought I meant like four different recipes right like maybe four times i've made dessert i just never make dessert when you said side dish i thought i was going to talk about like smoking mac and cheese because i make smoking mac and cheese okay and uh two weeks ago i smoked meatloaf for the first time and that was very good and then this last weekend i smoked a pork shoulder that took way longer than it should have and uh well, it you know I thought it was dry, but the fan literally I I it was it wasn't a ten twelve pounder because I'm not gonna the first time I ever did that I wasn't gonna uh, ruin a good chunk of meat, but uh, it took like I like sixteen eighteen hours and it shouldn't have taken that long nowhere near that for that small a chunk of meat and I got done with it you shred it I thought well this is dry to me I thought it was dry the family ate it in a day. Well, they're no. good. Well, they're good loving family. Well, no, no, not 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 recently. <laughs> by the way, this is a, a free plug. You know, like all of our plugs here on the show, because we're not compensated really in any way. Um, but if you have Hulu, like I do, and you enjoy shows about food, like I do, you should check out Michael Simon's Hulu. show on their Burgers Brew and Q. It goes to a couple different restaurants, checks out great barbecue, great beer, and great burgers. And uh, I'm a few episodes in. Let me tell you, it makes me hungry every time. Are we done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's it, everybody. Oh, hiccups. Sorry about that. That's it, everybody, uh, for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, next week, we'll even tell you how... Uh, you can tune in more. We'll have something prepared. It's going to be great. Haas will have internet back, and I'll throw it to Haas and say, Haas, where can they find us? And he'll list them off, like uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Google Play and Spotify Podbean. and Podbean and uh, uh, Megaphone and probably any damn podcast app that's out there because that's how great the But SB- you won't find us on the radio. No, because we say things like fuck sticks, and you can't say that on the radio. So... Mm. Make fun of old Mel Tucker. Yeah. And, uh, ooh, that gives us one whole nother week. One whole nother. Nother's not a word. Uh, that gives us a whole uh, extra week to get that parody song out for uh, uh, old Mel Tucker. So be looking for that. We'll probably forget about it until the day of again and not be able to put that one together. But that's it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast, which is the second or now maybe third time that I've said it. We do appreciate you listening. And uh, for my uh, colleagues and associates and friends, John Dam Johnston, Hoss Reuter. I'm Greg Mahachko, reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go, Big Red! And Hoss? Win, win the damn next 50 days. 
This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.